0: What we realized is that as a kid, uh, there were a lot of traits that were there that have gotten taken away, mm-hmm. you know, over time.
1: Or that we've forgotten.
0: Yeah, because okay. we don't exercise it.
1: It's still in there, I think. Yeah. <laughs> it's just we haven't used it for so long, right? Like, as a kid, uh, it's you're fearless, you know? You, nothing scares you
0: you're the one that wanted to do the podcast
1: yeah right mm-hmm.
0: initially and i wanted to support you but
1: you were uh, very hesitant but to do i was it. very hesitant <laughs>
0: you know it took a lot of it, it took quite a bit of time for me to muster up this courage to actually go through with it
1: you hit it on the head with the dreaming big you know for some reason as we get older our we do stop dreaming big we do stop believing that anything is possible
0: welcome to the magnetic mismatch show This is Linda.
1: And this is Will. And I'm a little hyper because this is my second coffee today.
0: Uh, We were sleepy earlier because we had um, a pizza. Oh my
1: God, that was so good.
0: Yeah, delicious. We've been talking about it for months.
1: (laughs) Every freaking night. Yeah. Like drooling over pizza and just like all the food that we're going to eat. It's so crazy because we'll end up staying up like an extra hour or two.
0: <laughs> talking, <laughs> talking, and looking at food.
1: That's so ridiculous. Oh my! Like, I wonder if other couples do this. It's
0: kind of embarrassing. <laughs> Dude, why, <laughs> why are you admitting? Yeah, this? you're. You're.
1: This is supposed to be secret. You guys didn't hear anything. You didn't hear that. That's a total foodie
0: for sure. Yeah, we're like, looking at um, uh, which restaurant offers curbside pickup? <laughs> Uh what do we want to eat for next week? Oh, what man. should we cook next week?
1: Yeah. What are some childhood uh
0: dreams, snacks? Dream
1: snacks. But, you know, now that you can cook whatever you want and make any meal, go for it, right? What which ones do you want? I you're making you're making um every dish actually that I've been requesting. So I do appreciate that. You're welcome. <laughs> so, but speaking of childhood, um, our topic today is a fun one.
0: Yeah, what traits would you like to regain from your childhood? Ooh. Yeah, it's an interesting topic.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: I think it came up because, you know, as we went through our self-development journey and kind of revisit uh, some of the limiting beliefs that we have and things that were holding us back from... Um reaching our, our dream, yeah. or the, the life we dream of we, we're dreaming of.. Uh-huh. Uh, we realize that a lot of these things stems from things that happened along the way from, you know, childhood to adulthood, right? Because what we realize is that as a kid, uh, there were a lot of traits that were there that have gotten taken away, mm-hmm. you know over time.
1: Or that we've forgotten,
0: yeah. Because we Kay. don't exercise it.
1: It's still in there, I think. Yeah, <laughs> it's just we haven't used it for so long, right? Like you said. Yeah. So what would let's answer that individually? I, w- I would love to hear what childhood yeah. traits Linda uh, had that you, know, you want to regain as an adult.
0: You know the work that I do now. It's very, um, you know, it's very kind of rigid. Right? Mm -hmm. Because we need things to be very precise and accurate. Accuracy is very important. Um, But the one thing about me, even as a child, is that I I was very creative. I love creating stuff. And even I was the kid with the creative science fair board. You know, I was the kid that's always um, (laughs) redesigning my clothes. And I was a crazy kid that my mom used to yell at me all the time. Is that I used to cut my own hair.
1: Oh, what? Yes. Yeah. Why don't you do that now? <laughs> well, you know. Well, that's one of the things you're trying to regain back or what?
0: Well, I'm not cutting my own hair right now. I'm not, that's not what I'm trying to do. But I was very creative. Like uh, Even my Barbies, I would redesign the clothes. I yeah. would recut the hair. I could I totally
1: would... see that. Like. <laughs>
0: Mm-hmm. I would dye my bar- Barbie skin. Yeah. Uh, I was the the kid that I was always um, just revamping things.
1: Wait, hold up. What do you mean, re- like dyeing the skin? Did yeah. you change the color of the skin?
0: Yeah. I used to make oh. use makeup and make it a little bit
1: like,
0: you know, like. Softer. Y- yeah, or like color. a little deeper, just a little mess- bit yellower. Yeah. Not to mess with it. I wanted the Barbie to look more like me.
1: Uh-huh. Like, you know. Yeah. Before,
0: <laughs> yeah, they didn't have an Asian Barbie back in the day, <laughs> right? You know? all, yeah. all the Barbies look the same. So,
1: wow, that is pretty creative. And and what would you do with your clothes? Because you said you would like design your own little jeans and stuff, or what?
0: Yeah, I would put like <laughs> studs on there, rhinestones. Yeah, I would make little cuts. Yeah, and for the Barbies' clothes, I would um, mm-hmm. take pieces of fabrics from my clothes and like just. I don't know, make straps for it. I don't know, just yeah, like random yeah. little things. So it was very creative. Um, so that's what I, I think I kind of missed as an adult. You know, I stopped exercising that creativity mm-hmm. um, because we don't have art class, or you know, time became limited. That's because I didn't make it my priority. Sure. That's a me problem.
1: I, and I think you didn't realize how important that was to you. Yeah. Right? For it was your... just
0: something that I did as a kid.
1: Yeah.
0: I, I lo- loved it. Yeah, but, yeah, 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 yeah. And I always looked at, you know, magazines and, you know, make little collages of yeah. how things would fit together right, and right. designs. But, you, you know, it comes from, um, I think the creativity comes from my mom, too. Uh, she's a very creative person. Uh she mm-hmm. she's used to, well one of her, her jobs when we first moved to America was uh she used to be a pattern maker.
1: Oh, okay. Right.
0: And so clothing um was kind of cool as a kid because if I if I had an a, if I could dream it and kind of come up with a concept, she will create it for oh,
1: me. Oh wow. That's pretty
0: cool. Yeah, it was very cool. So I had all these like uh, you know as uh, a kid in elementary school, I had all these like random dresses that it was like playing dress up for
1: <laughs> custom for,
0: um, yeah, for yeah. uh, like uh, photos, you know, like uh-huh. every year you have those photos, yeah, yeah. So yeah. she would come up with a custom dress, wow. something that I dreamt of in my head. Um, okay. so I would come up with these crazy like Barbie doll like dresses, <laughs> like pink, poofy dresses. I'll have to show you some, yeah, it's pretty embarrassing. One with like giant flowers on the front, so you
1: weren't satisfied with what was bought at a store you had to make your own stuff
0: yeah that's
1: that is very creative i will admit and and it's
0: not like we had money to go buy me brand new fabrics right right right, so she would have scraps and leftovers from Mm -hmm. you know her workplace when they would uh make patterns um she would bring them home and from there i would put the fabrics together and we would try to make an outfit from those scraps.
1: That's cool that your mom, you know, supported your creativity, but also like helped nourish that side of it too as a kid, especially as a kid. Yeah, right? it was
0: very fun for me. She
1: didn't like stop you from, you know, being yourself, really. No. And as a matter of fact, she ha- she participated in, yeah. in your creativity. Which and is she really let me awesome. have like
0: um crooked hair because I thought it was cool. I used to have like like zigzaggy bangs because i thought yeah. they were cool i don't know yeah so
1: so what went wrong
0: she, she nurtured that i yeah. think what really went wrong was you know we grew up um with very little money so i think you know security was huge yeah right? that took like, priority priority
1: and and to be fair as a kid you could play right that's that's playing around yeah and in their eyes, it's like, well, how are you going to do that as an adult and make money and survive? Right.
0: Yeah. Cause keep in mind, um, mm-hmm. you know, back in the day, uh, it was very hard to make money or a, a, a decent livable wage doing things that you like out of creativity.
1: Right. That wasn't a big it, thing. It was yet. in
0: a gig based economy
1: mm-hmm. like it is today. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Exactly. So I understand. So, you know, and my family. Um, you know, picking a career in my household, it was more like a whole big family. <laughs> it wasn't just a discussion. Decision for... It wasn't just between my my parents and I. You know, yeah. you know, you've met my parents; they're very chill, and uh-huh. you know, at the end of the day, they just want to see me happy. But um, you know, my grandparents and my uncles everyone and aunts, has to throw everyone, in their two cents. <laughs> exactly. And I was getting pressured, yeah, a lot of pressure um, into picking a field in the science field mm-hmm. something very solid yeah 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 so you know i listened and i, I got there yeah right you did it I, I did it well or still doing it well You're
1: still doing it well yes
0: very well um but you know i just felt like when i went home at the end of the day Uh, like something was missing like something was making me unhappy Mm -hmm. i couldn't pinpoint what that was i mean you know after going through this um self-development journey we pinpoint quite a few things right (laughs) (laughs) that was making me unhappy
1: mine was a short list
0: that's because you're in denial. But anyway,
1: <laughs> I haven't gotten past the first <laughs> stage, right? Just acknowledging that there's some things that I got to work on. I was kidding. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: And I, I realized that, you know, I haven't um, been putting much time in developing my creativity side, my creative yeah. side using my imagination.
1: And I think what's funny with that is you identified it because one of the questions I know we asked ourselves was what lights you up, right? What gets you excited? And that kind of sparked, I think, a conversation about your creative creative side and how when you used to be a kid, all you did all these things and, you know, you were so happy, right, with doing those things.
0: And talking about it. And
1: talking about even just talking about it, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You don't even have to be doing it. You just imagine yourself doing it or talking about it and boom. You can, I'm sure people can hear the excitement too, you know?
0: Yeah. And I realized that's the one thing that, you know, I haven't been doing, but um, it was hard because, okay, I identified that I was missing my creative side um, or exercising that side, but how do I channel that energy into Mm -hmm. what? Right. Yeah. Because I'm not a drawer, I don't draw, I don't sew. I wasn't sure what, you know, where to channel this energy to. Yeah,
1: there's no platform. There's
0: no platform for me. I I didn't know what to do with it. So it's like after you identify it and then now what?
1: Yeah, I think for you it was interesting because it's like, you know you're creative and you see these hints, right, as a kid. Like you're able to use your creativity, but it's not like so explicit, like drawing or painting or playing an instrument where – you know exactly what that thing is and you know how to channel it. You play, if you you play an instrument, you go draw, you go paint, you do whatever. Right. But with you, it was like, I have all this creative energy, but I don't know where to put that energy towards. Yeah. You don't know where that was.
0: Yeah. Um, And the other thing is, you know, as a kid, I like to try a lot of different things. Mm -hmm. Um, I was the kid that signed up for, you know, every club to try it out. Why not try it out?
1: Oh, damn.
0: Yeah. I was very um, outgoing. But that was like younger days. Sure. Before high school. Hmm
1: mm-hmm. um, I did. <laughs> <laughs> Even younger days because high school, you're still pretty young.
0: Yeah, yeah. But, you know, I did um, wood shop what yeah
1: you did woodshop
0: i did i was very good i at can't it.
1: imagine you doing shop.
0: yeah i did <laughs> shop. uh i did what else did i do um i don't know all these little geek clubs
1: <laughs> just random <laughs> just odds just like and random
0: ends. random like just activities right uh-huh um, just a try i it. played instruments which i was terrible at
1: what instrument oh the piano, the piano. you said yeah yeah that's the right piano. you had lessons yeah
0: i used to go to candle making classes what yeah this
1: is so weird
0: i know it's very i'm
1: learning a lot from about you now
0: (laughs) yeah and then
1: um yeah candle making candle what what made you think to go and sign up for a candle making class not to knock anybody that's interested in candle
0: making (laughs) I don't know. It's fun. Well, you
1: were you were adventurous and you wanted to try it, yeah. Yeah,
0: and you can make like uh, like different colors and patterns. I think for me, it's patterns. Mm, yeah, yeah. Um, that I like. Uh, I went to like a candy making class. It's just okay, like random. I can see
1: that. Yeah, yeah as a kid, like, that's yeah. a dream. Yeah,
0: <laughs> make your candies. Very random. I tried a lot of things. Uh-huh. um Growing up, just like random, random things, and I was always the. You know, the the child that would complain that I'm bored or...
1: you, Yeah, a lot, you get bored very a lot. easily.
0: Yeah, very easily. I always had to be, you know, stimulated. I always have to be doing something. Um, you know, my dad would drive down the street and I would demand him to pull over so I can go into this random shop that I, I saw. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I, I realized that as an adult, I stopped to doing that. I stopped taking adventures as much Mm -hmm. um you know even through college
1: yeah there was that period of time
0: i I remember i used to discover i used to go around to la and you know discover my neighborhood but i just kind of stopped it was just it became life became a routine yeah and i didn't make an effort to discover um anything new anymore right and I realized that if I could just somehow link creativity with just discovering things and just trying new things, I may find something that I really enjoy, mm-hmm. right? And I kind of think I did. Yeah. You know, I have um, projects on the sides now, side projects um, mm-hmm. that I'm working on where, you know, it lights me up because I get to use my creative creativity side creative side and my imagination to come up with an actual product
1: or a design or a, or concept a design or, or a concept,
0: or a concept. Yeah. yeah and it's really exciting mm-hmm. um so that's the one thing that i d- realized that i was m- missing um in my adulthood that i had as a childhood that i wasn't exercising
1: i think a part of that too uh is like why why does that happen, right? How do we why do we lose those traits? you know? Mm-hmm. I mean one is you're getting more mature, <laughs> hopefully. Uh, and and also because we tell ourselves that we don't have time for those things, right? Yeah, And we don't, like you said, make it a priority kind of life takes over you know we gotta pay bills we gotta worry about it for people to have kids all these other responsibilities as an adult and then you kind of put those things like creativity or whatever passions on the sideline and you'll tell yourself uh like oh well i'll just do those later when i have time but the thing is it never happens right yeah unless you make the time for it
0: yeah well in my situation i was just complaining i'm tired and I did well, a, you
1: you did a lot though. To I be worked fair. a That's I, the thing.
0: Yeah, I mean, yes, my days are very long. Yeah, very you, very. Like, long. It
1: was in your case, I think there was a, a a real reason for you to say, "I don't have time," yeah. right? Because you were volunteering, you were working, and you were taking classes at the same time. Yeah. Right. And,
0: not even that. That's um school days. But even yeah, after I was as, done as, as an adult. Yeah. Yeah. When I was just working. True. Yeah.
1: Like, you get drained.
0: I was working a lot of hours, but um, my excuse for not Mm -hmm. trying anything new was because I was tired. Ah,
1: yes, that's true.
0: And But then, yeah, I realized I was wasting so much time just, you know, watching Netflix. (laughs) I know, right?
1: We tell ourselves we don't have time, and then we would discover, like, actually...
0: Then what I realized is that once I ignited this passion, Mm. I suddenly have energy again.
1: Energy, you find the time. And And you don't even feel like it's work or or anything like that, right? No, it doesn't feel
0: like work. And I find myself getting so excited for my um my project passion project sense, yeah. that sometimes it's like 1 a.m and you're like i'm yeah. just sleepy and i'm like no no, no but i gotta i gotta finish
1: this, this or i want to keep working on this i know
0: or oh wait, wait. that's I, so cool dog. i had an idea i have an idea i need to yeah. uh, you know do it because i'm gonna forget
1: yeah but it's a great feeling right it's a different kind of tired
0: yeah so um, um yeah. that's something that i realized i identified that i was missing as an adult and i kind of brought it back
1: that's great yeah. I mean, that's kind of what we all hope for, right? Mm-hmm. I think for me, um, one of the traits that I would love to, and and we've been working on that as well, but like, as a kid, uh, it's, you're fearless, you know, you, nothing scares you. Yeah, And I'm not saying that <laughs> that's necessarily the best way to approach life going forward as an adult, because you do have to be smart with risk and all that. But like, as a kid, you don't, let fear stop you, right? From doing something that you're curious about or that you enjoy, you just go for it. You know, I think um, like as a kid, I would play with bugs. I would play in the backyard, capture lizards, right? Run around. You could go on like different adventures with your friends. Um, It's similar to you, right? Like exploring and going on an adventure. And that's, I think, why we love traveling so much as an adult, but um, not being afraid of just, going for something and doing something um, or talking to people, you know, Mm -hmm. like one of the biggest fears that I had for a long time was um, being afraid of interacting with other people and speaking in front of a a group, right? Doing public speaking. And I think when we were doing the work on self-development, I discovered that it was because of some traumas that I had as a kid with public speaking. Um, So for example, And you know, you know, this story
0: therapy session for Will. (laughs) Uh,
1: One of the stories was in junior high, we had a science present science project presentation uh, that I was supposed to give. And, you know, I I really didn't want to do the damn thing uh, because you got to stand up and you got to present your project to everybody. Right. And I was sweating, you know, at my seat because I knew I was next to get called (laughs) up. And I was really, really praying that like something bad Like a catastrophe would happen. Not like nobody getting hurt or anything, but like, oh, please let there be an earthquake or let there be something so that I don't have to go up there and present my damn project. That's how much anxiety I had about public speaking or like, you know, being putting myself out there in the first place. And I didn't want to do it because I was afraid like, oh, I'm going to mess up or I'm going to freeze or this or that. And of course, when I got up there and it was my turn, that's exactly what happened. I froze. I froze. Right? I was speaking, I was like shaking, um, nervous as hell, and I froze. And what made matters worse was that my peers, you know, all the class kids, um, they were all laughing, right? They're like, ah, look, he's freezing, blah, 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 blah. You know, kids are mean. <laughs> yeah. Kids are damn mean. Um, but, <laughs> anyways, but I think the worst thing was not only were the kids laughing, my teacher was laughing too
0: that's terrible
1: isn't that crazy that is terrible. Like he was laughing he's like what's wrong with you like uh you know you you should have pro- how come you didn't come better prepared which i mean i did practice it was just like when you're up there you're you kind of go blank right uh, or at least that's what happened to me but he was like what's wrong with you um how come you didn't prepare and he kind of like reprimanded me instead of like understanding the situation like recognizing hey you know like this kid's getting humiliated right now or like feeling that way Mm -hmm. I should probably protect them and just be like oh hey look it's okay you know why don't we do something else right find a solution
0: Yeah. yeah like be
1: more empathetic right but because that happened you know and I remember afterwards I was just like so embarrassed so humiliated that I was like uh when i sat back down like you know people were still laughing and this and that and it just kind of put my head down right i think i was crying or something too as a kid think this was like in sixth grade or something you know like first year of like middle school
0: yeah no those traumas definitely carries on with you yeah Even as an adult. into adulthood yeah like you know when you, you and i we come up with a, a project right yeah. we're always very supportive of each other right um you came up. You're the one that wanted to do the podcast,
1: yeah, right. Mm-hmm.
0: Initially, and I wanted to support you, but you uh, were very
1: hesitant. But to do I was it. very hesitant. <laughs> you
0: know, it took a lot of. It, it took quite a bit of time for me to muster up this courage to actually go through with it because. um
1: And you had to feel safe, right, and comfortable yeah. doing it too.
0: Yeah, but even though it's so crazy because there's literally no one in front of me to criticize (laughs) me. But then yet I had this, this fear of a kind of like a flashback fear of you know, middle and high school where, um, Mm. you know, I was getting made fun of, of my voice. Uh Right. They were, I know. It sucks. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, they were kind of like mocking the way that I was, um that I talked, or just like because I'm very expressive. Yeah, you know, I'm very like
1: you're like a little ball of energy too. Yeah,
0: and I was getting mocked for that. So my biggest fear is putting out this podcast and the same thing happens over <laughs> again. You know, it's like and it kind of like oh, there you go, it solidifies it. Yeah, and that's, yeah. That's one of my biggest fears is just to feel like this this kid again yeah. right getting tormented for being uh-huh. who you are as an adult so that was very terrifying but then you know i, I decided okay what the hell um i'm an adult um you know i'll just be vul- vulnerable and just put myself out there and you know support you on your journey yeah or our journey now Yeah. Um, by doing this and just getting over the fear and contrary to belief you know we've gotten very positive feedback kind amazing, con- amazing responses yeah and you know it's really helped with my confidence because i realized hey those limiting beliefs are just in your head we and, create them. Yeah, and just because it happened to you, you know, some a negative experience happened to you, you know, before, doesn't mean that it's gonna occur again,
1: or that 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 defines you, right? Yeah. And a lot of times, the the people trying to tear others down, you know, at that age, it's also like immaturity, right? Yeah. And, you know, they might look back now, hopefully, as an adult, and you know, they don't act the same way. But it's like, um it is very damaging and they don't realize it, you know, because that is. I don't think
0: they knew. They don't, they didn't know themselves. That's
1: just kids being kids, Yeah. Right? At that age, being immature, you know, but it, it does have a lasting impact on on us as adults. It carries over, yeah. right? And it, it's crazy when you start doing work into discovering your wounds and your traumas and the things that kind of lead to who you are as a person today, yeah. Good and bad, right? <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, I'm sorry you went through that. That sucks.
0: No, but it's okay. I'm I'm happy that, you know, I was able to get over that, right? Sure. Because it, it makes me realize that, okay, everything else that's holding me back, I can work on it and, you know, it's...
1: It's all in our heads. It's
0: right? all in my head. And, and we have
1: control over it, too. Yeah,
0: and even if it... Even, let's say, even if it's still true.
1: Yeah. Or someone makes a bad... A, a oh, comment yeah. about yeah.
0: it or you know i can i can always work on my tonality i think right it's something i can always work on
1: yeah and i think too is is as we we get older and we you build tougher skin right mm-hmm. you build thick skin you also learn to not take things so personally you know um we wo- and and being welcome to to uh have people give feedback but also if it's haters or people that are like criticizing just to be mean mm-hmm. you know like Those people don't matter, anyways. So it's like we learning not to take things personal from that perspective, you know? Yeah. To brush it off and and focus on the people that do matter, the people that do right support you and enjoy your content or whatever you're putting out there.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I enjoy. I mean, I welcome um, constructive criticism. Absolutely,
1: that's how you get better,
0: right? Because that's how you get better, and I can you can always improve. Yeah. Um. With those feedbacks that we get mm-hmm. yeah. but
1: there's always gonna be people that will be mean just to be mean just to try to tear others down but what we learned is that it's not even about us right or the people that they're trying to target it's really about them right yeah. at the end of the day it's coming from their own insecurities yeah so, but yeah, no, I'm super proud of you, you know, uh, working. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, because I know that was a huge step for you to put yourself out there, to put your face out there, your voice out there. And, you know, especially I think with a podcast, it's very intimate. Mm-hmm. You know, we're sharing our thoughts, right? And our opinions and sometimes.
0: Our experiences.
1: Yeah, very personal things. But also I think when you're sharing your your opinion, it takes courage to do that, you know, because you could have everybody has an opinion, but not everybody will vocalize or express it. Um, in different formats and you know when you put your message out there and your opinion for the whole world to hear or see you will get people that disagree with you and that's totally okay right yeah
0: everyone is entitled to their opinion we're not saying that everyone needs to agree with no
1: and and you learn right through that at the end of the day it's it's okay to to get that out it's you're doing it for you and the people that you connect with and um that's totally fine. There doesn't need to be anything beyond that, you know, but yeah, no, that's huge. Um, I think those are big steps towards self-improvement for you. And, um, you know, the other thing for me, the other trait that I was really feeling like I would like to have more as an adult is that sense of curiosity, you know, that as a kid, Um, just you're, you question everything in the sense of like, you want to, you're hungry to learn, right? You're hungry to discover, like you said, um, how do things work? You know, why is this, this way? Why is the sky blue or what? (laughs) You know what I mean? Um, I remember when we were kids, my siblings and I, we would, this is so nerdy, but like we used to write like book reports just for fun. Like we would pick a topic. Uh, Let's say we picked, you know, squirrels, for example. We wanted to learn more about squirrels. And back then, of course, we had encyclopedias. So we would read encyclopedias. We would do research at the library. And then we would uh, each come up with our own little book report on that subject, on squirrels, for example. How do they, you know, where do they live? How do they grow? Right?
0: You're such a nerd.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But it was because we were curious about a subject. And then we would just go and try to, like, learn everything about it. You know, or if we were curious about a specific, um, I don't know, like a game or something like that, we would just try to like, we would immerse ourselves, you know, and really, really just go in deep and learn and discover as much as we can. And I feel like as an adult, uh, I lost a lot of that. You know, I stopped like same thing like you discovering, stopped questioning and being curious because I felt like, for some reason, I learned through growing up as an adult, I these learned habits were just do what you're told almost, right? Because this is how, this is the way that it's done to have a certain result. So, therefore, you should always do it this way. Don't ask why, why yeah. it's done that way. It just is, right? Things are just as they are and don't question it. Yeah. It's like you conform, right? And. I lost that sense of curiosity. Well, why Why? Why do we have to do it that way? Is there a better way of doing it, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Or just same thing, like discovering other things beyond what I do for my job. Because sometimes as an adult, that's all we spend our time doing is the one thing that we get paid for, right? Our job, and that's it. And I never spent any time or effort um, to really look beyond my specific industry or my specific profession to see uh, what else is out there. Yeah. What else can I learn, right?
0: But you know what? Some of the people that are top in their industries, yeah, they, they're the ones that usually like to draw from other industries and bring it to their industry.
1: Yeah, those are the best in the field. Yeah. Absolutely. They're the smart ones, right? They know yeah. how to bring ideas from outside of their industry, outside of their own company. Because sometimes when you are only looking from within your own company, your own circle, your own industry, you're looking at the world from a very narrow scope where it's very limiting and you're never going to get exposure to other ideas. Even if it's a completely unrelated industry, sometimes that's the best thing you could do. Yeah. What are they doing in that industry that's not even closely related to us but that's working for them? And how can I take that same philosophy or system and apply it to my industry yeah you know um, but more so with the curiosity side is just like asking those type of questions right mm-hmm. and I don't know I just felt like as an adult um, we for some reason we just stop being curious about the world right it's almost kind of like we we have our own little lives right to to worry about and that's all we focus on and that's it right yeah we don't fit in time to explore and to be curious anymore Uh, so i would love to have more of that as an adult and I, i feel like this year especially you and i we've done a much better job of really you know going out there especially now like 2020 when there are so many like new things to discover and capabilities technologies right things that we that could really benefit us and and um help other people if we can have an impact, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But are we actually spending time looking for those things, learning about those things, you know? I feel like this year we have done that a lot more. Yeah. And our perspective has shifted. It's grown too. It's expanded.
0: Yeah. I think after this year, um, I will always incorporate learning continuing to learn and right. expand my horizon yeah. as one of my top priorities
1: right um committing to lifelong learning yeah i think that's the thing because
0: that brought so much joy and just like it sparked something it, it
1: makes it interesting again too yeah you know
0: yeah and you know what i realized is that you know as i read more um books on Different. some of Things, <laughs> different things, and some of the greater greatest inventors, right, in the world, what I do you real, realize that they do have some commonalities. Um, you know, these a lot of these people, they use their imagination, and there's they dare to imagine and dream very big. Mm-hmm. Right. right and that's dare how to dream
1: about the impossible
0: yeah the impossible things that do not exist does not exist yet right um mm. they dare to dream big and they're committed to making whatever that dream work
1: into a reality
0: into a no reality. matter
1: what people say too yeah right i think that's huge to be able to do that
0: yeah like cars wouldn't exist <laughs> right in this world lights wouldn't exist Cameras wouldn't... Ex- like, nothing would exist if those people didn't have an imagination and, a- and dare to dream right. um, outside from their-, their norm.
1: Yeah. And to not let people stop them mm-hmm. from dreaming big. Yeah. Right? Because that is very easy, right? A lot of times, I think, especially when we're younger, we don't have our voice yet. We don't have maybe that confidence to speak for ourselves. We don't really know exactly who we are, what we want yet. And we might not feel like we have the ability to um, speak against societal norms or elders, right, who have more wisdom than we are, more life experience, you know. And our dreams might die right there at a very young age before it's even started. Yeah. You know, which is very sad.
0: Or you get steered into a different path.
1: Someone else's dream. Yeah. could be someone else's dream, right? You're living someone else's ideal and it might not fit with you. Doesn't mean it's wrong. It's just not right for you.
0: Yeah, because, you know, as a kid, you know, I was always a big dreamer, right? Even if I didn't have money for something, I will make that work. Um, You know, I joined drill team and, you know, they're like, okay, the bill is three thousand dollars. And I was like, my parents can't afford $3,000. That's a lot
1: of money back then.
0: That's a lot of money back then. A lot of then, money right now. Right now. <laughs> and, you know, as an immigrant parent, like they could barely even keep up with rents. Like yeah. talk about $3,000 for you to go, you know, dance in pom-poms, you know? I was like, <laughs> get out of here. Right. <laughs> um, so that's fine because those the uniforms are very expensive because yeah, they're so, all tailored.
1: So you so had to come up with a, a way to make that money for yourself. Yeah,
0: uh, we went to the same high school. What did I do? Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, this one was uh, very entrepreneurial at that age even. She was selling chocolates. Um,
0: And lollipops. Candies, just candies.
1: Yeah, but it's not just, you know, a lot of kids did that, right? But you were entrepreneurial in the sense that you were basically like having little minions run around for you and uh, sell the chocolates for you. And then you just collect the money.
0: (laughs) I have <laughs> chocolates too.
1: Okay, fine. You were in the trenches a little bit too, but you had little minions and everyone was like teasing you for it too. It's like, "Wait, you had that person buy I mean, <laughs> sell sell for you and then what did what did they get in return?" You're like, my gratitude or something? No,
0: I, no. I <laughs> did gave, you cut them in? No, I think I, you did. I gave them some chocolates, okay. some candies, and there it's so incentive. and it's so easy too because they it would sell out by like first period, you yeah. know. Like, and I was very strategic. I would pick people that were in different classes.
1: Yeah, and you knew the person that you chose also was very trustworthy. Um, trustworthy, but also somebody that. Um, people would probably buy from right
0: yeah they weren't
1: afraid so yeah so you hired them basically
0: yeah and I was very smart because um at school they had seasons like different periods like it's probably like a couple weeks where everyone would would sell candies Mm -hmm. um that's big but then I got smart and I would I was selling it when they're done Mm-hmm. with their like their couple weeks mm-hmm. so that way the demands were a lot higher yeah and i made my three thousand dollars
1: you also did some uh stuff with like ebay too didn't yeah, you yeah
0: i had it a- when well, ebay that's college. Was really new yeah. yeah that was in college like freshman year of college um so i used to go to like um sample cells at that time and
1: what's a sample sale like
0: a sample so a sample sale is when the designers let's say um after they're done using their their samples they'll sell it for cheap like five ten dollars whatever it is and back then designer jeans were huge it wasn't you know it's not like it doesn't it didn't go on sale like it would now um to buy a pair of designer jeans it was always 150 plus Um, back then and
1: this was what like 10 plus years ago 10
0: plus years ago Mm -hmm. um so the designer jeans thing was like a new craze at that moment Uh i remember seven jeans and hudson's Mm -hmm. oh and actually i knew at that time uh, i knew the vp of hudson's okay so you know i was getting a couple of like discounts yeah um to buy like um it at like cost price, wholesale, um, wholesale yeah. price. Um, so I was buying a bunch of those jeans and then I would scour these sample cells and buy a bunch of designer jeans yeah. for sample cells, like five, ten dollars designers, like just um samples, and I was putting them up in my eBay store and making a f- like forty-fifty dollar profit per yeah, jeans.
1: That's pretty cool. And
0: that was my college gig, well, part of my college gig. Nice, yeah, and then I was um, doing tur- tutoring sessions. So I would book like um, students like in the same block mm-hmm. and I would knock like three students out at like one driving session. Yeah, And that's how I had a little, like um, that's how I made my money in college. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, when you think about that, that's pretty creative too, right? So you were actually using some of your creativity without even realizing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then obviously afterwards, once you got full time into your job, right, that's when things kind of started going downhill in terms of using yeah. the creativity.
0: Yeah. I kind of lost that. Because
1: um, you didn't have to, right? You just go to your job. You do your putting your hours, right?
0: Yeah. I kind of lost that entrepreneurial like passion uh-huh. and drive. Yeah. But, then, but
1: and then. You didn't even know it that I that's what it, it was it. called, right? No. It's, like, it's just something you that made sense to you and you but just went you know? Went what? For it, you know?
0: Even before college, um, I've always wanted to go into business, Mm -hmm. but I kind of I got I got steered into something else because business was not a safe route. But which is crazy to me because you know in my family, even the people that were successful in business were steering me away (laughs) from it. Right? I think for them, like the journey was so hard that I think they wanted something easier
1: they didn't want you to go through the same pain they probably know better than anybody else right the
0: uncertainty but that's also the emotions yeah and you know i would always tell my mom like i want to go into business and my mom's like you know she kind of caved in at this point right Mm -hmm. with her Mm -hmm. siblings and my grandparents and and all of that because you know she had some pressures to live sure of course um so she caved in and she's like yeah you know you can do your business stuff like once um you have a stable career, stable job, um, but then, you know, I yeah. listened to her because she's my mom.
1: Yeah, and you're young, right? And
0: I'm young, and I'm like, I probably don't know better, right? Yeah. And I didn't want to regret making, um, the
1: wrong. Let's,
0: making the wrong decision. So I listened. And then, you know, once I had a stable career, um you know, I started making excuses like I'm tired and then i never well there was
1: no more time right for your business at that point even though that was the plan
0: that was the plan <laughs> and then yeah and then this whole self discovery and and self development started happening that's when i realized hey maybe it's it's time to put this knowledge and this creativity and this drive back where it's supposed to be
1: yeah let, you know bring that back out again mm-hmm. exercise those muscles again yeah because you it's still within you it's just it's been dormant right for such a long time and you haven't had a, a reason to use it no you haven't had an, an, enough of a um a need to use those skills
0: yeah it's gone through some atrophy
1: <laughs> yeah yeah but it's nice because what we're discovering is to, you know kind of bringing back our natural talents and our natural traits that we had as a kid um, and our strengths, you know, rediscovering those strengths, that's actually helped us even more, right, mm-hmm. um, from all parts of our life, you know, whether that's business or income or um, happiness and fulfillment. I feel like we've made very big progress this these last, you know, 6 to 12 months, yeah, um, just from going through that process and rediscovering ourselves,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which doesn't happen by accident, right? I mean, it mm-hmm. takes a lot of work, and um, you have to actually go searching for that, you know. And I think it's funny because it's like you don't really go down that path of self development or um, self improvement typically until you almost kind of like hit rock bottom in your mind, or like there's a, there's more pain from staying where you're at than than tr- making a change, right? Because mm-hmm. sometimes the thing that holds us back is our fear, right? Yeah. Like we were saying.
0: Yeah. And it, um, it was very scary too to just, yeah. you know, to sit there and kind of write down what are your limiting beliefs? It's like you're you almost... You have to
1: face yourself. It's almost I
0: was almost in denial. Oh, yeah. I didn't want to do it. Um, I know. Um, mm. And then, you know, to kind of... Dig deep through your through years and years of trying to find a reason why things shifted. Yeah, you know the way it did. It's hard,
1: super hard, because you 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 have to face yourself and you have to be one hundred percent brutally honest with yourself. Yeah, and and when when you're honest, it's uh, it's being honest about your weaknesses. It's being honest about what you're not good at and nobody wants to hear that oh. <laughs> you know and sometimes i think our own ego gets in the way right it's like no no i'm, I'm pretty good at that no I'm, I'm i'm this or that yeah but because
0: you know what i think it, it stems from childhood too and the school system because um mm. you always had to feel like you have to be good at everything mm. right because if you weren't good at it and you didn't meet the standards you're considered you get judged you know you get um labeled labeled you know or you get a bad grade or right you you know because if you didn't fit into that mold then you weren't accepted
1: sure well and then you're you're constantly being judged by they assign a letter to your grade right like it kind of it almost like in your mind you're you're like thinking you're assigned a certain value
0: Mm -hmm. and
1: if you don't do things a certain way or perform your value as a human being is lower, right? Yeah. And that's such a negative thing to, to, to think about and associate. <laughs> it's so wrong, right?
0: Yeah. Because you could be great at other things or they just need to nurture it a little yeah, bit more. Right. Because everybody's different.
1: We all have strengths and, you know, different talents. And, you know, not everybody's going to be academically successful or that that doesn't resonate with them they might be very talented and intelligent in other ways mm-hmm. emotional intelligence right physical intelligence social intelligence, social intelligence right there's all these things but i think the the limiting factor and we're not bashing on schools right no like education is really important and very all that, important right? but i think one of the the limit limiting factors is that it can be very narrow right mm-hmm. um there it's kind of built around um, measuring one type of intelligence. Yeah. You know? So, but I, I think um, you, you hit it on the head with the dreaming big, you know? For some reason, as we get older, our, we do stop dreaming big. We do stop believing that anything is possible, right? And yeah. then we're taught one way or another by society or whatever we learned through our experience growing up that um, we can't do something instead of it's we always focus on well i can't do this i can't do that instead of like when you're a kid it's like i'm just going for it (laughs)
0: yeah just go for it there
1: is no you can't do it you just do it right and i wish we could we could uh get that back more yeah i mean again it's also not being so like outlandish that it's like um unrealistic either <laughs> you know you can't be like
0: yeah you, you have to be realistic <laughs> like you um, can't be
1: delusional either yeah. <laughs> I can't, i'm gonna be a, a billionaire be, and i make like you know five thousand dollars or year i'm gonna be right a
0: basketball player and i'm five feet tall with no athletic <laughs> uh, build yeah you know it's not happening for me um yes you can
1: dream big, dream
0: big but be realistic but that's that's the great thing about being an adult, right? It's that you can
1: it's finding a balance too. Yeah.
0: Right?
1: <laughs> that's pretty funny. Um yeah, I think those are, are really good uh traits, you know, from childhood that we you know, for us personally, that's what we're working on and that we want to bring bring more of to our lives as adults. And you know, we've seen that really help us in our lives every mm-hmm. day. Yeah. Right. Um Do you think there's any other traits that people, you know, maybe could adopt or Um, that you think might be helpful or or that helpful for you beyond those?
0: I think, you know, as a kid, you're not jaded and you're not beat (laughs) down by life. And I think that's that brings fear, like some type of fear of not being daring to dream big or to go out and try something right if we can kind of take that away and take a step back and realize that you know there are a lot of nice people in the world Mm -hmm. and there are a lot of great opportunities in the world
1: yeah it's changing your perspective right like from scarcity to um abundance that there is plenty for everybody
0: yeah we don't all need to be um competing against each other Mm -hmm. right and i think that's one of the traits that you know being a a kid um can be valuable as an adult is that they're not jaded yet
1: yeah yeah and i think um right because you get beat down (laughs) you have negative experiences as you as an adult and Sometimes that can prevent you to lose your passion, to lose your drive, Mm -hmm. to look at the world from just a negative lens, you know, which is very dangerous and damaging because it can kill your ability to want to do anything else, you know, or maybe even to improve yourself.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And that's, that's rough. Yeah. Yeah. So we have to be very careful, I think, of that. Yeah. And sometimes I think we notice that, especially when you, when you hit burnout, you know, when you burn out, you, you can. we can all turn into that person, right, of just being very negative. Yeah. But that's why it's important to really identify, you know, what are those traits. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Takeaway, you think?
0: Yeah, I think if you're currently feeling stuck or unhappy with where you are at, Uh, I think it'll be helpful just to uncover some of the past wounds that you've had and kind of identify um, some of the root causes that are causing you to feel that way. Right. Or, and kind of work on it.
1: Yeah, because you need to know what what are the issues first, right? Yeah. You got to discover what is actually the problem, and then we can spend some time and actually focus on those things.
0: Yeah. Just be very honest with yourself.
1: That's hard, man. That is very hard. That's so funny, though, that you said, like, when we're trying to do that exercise and write down, like, all those things, right, of weaknesses and, you know, what limiting beliefs you think you have. Like, how you're like, I don't even want to do it because I don't even want to face it, right? It's true. (laughs) It's so true. It's so hard to, like...
0: And it's hard to read back on it, too. Exactly. I remember
1: you you completed it and then we had each other read each other's... You had me read it, too. You're like, here... And I was like, oh, wow, you're being very vulnerable.
0: <laughs> yeah, and it's hard to read back on it um, oh, and kind God. of relive yeah. those things. It
1: brings back those feelings, right? Yeah. Like especially even right now, like when we're talking about like like our the old versions of ourselves, you know, those insecurities, it brings back – like you get a little bit of goosebumps, yeah, right? Yeah, you
0: become – you kind of shrink a little. <laughs>
1: you shrink back. I'm like, <laughs> oh, just talking about like – you know, because now like I'm super comfortable – being able to have an interaction. I love like talking to people, connecting with people. Um, I have no problem like, you know, speaking in public anymore. Yes, I still get nervous and butterflies. I think that's pretty normal for most people. But once you get going, it's fine. But like, I still think back to those days where, oh man, just I was so nervous and it was the worst thing in the world, right? To have to stand in front of a group and and speak, Mm -hmm. you know and and so like you're right it's very difficult not just to be honest with yourself but it's also difficult to relive some of those moments that caused a lot of pain you know yeah but it's also very critical that we do that right we spend time doing that because that's the only way we get better and move forward yeah and get past it you know we wouldn't be who we are today uh and and have all the progress that we've made if we didn't have the courage to face ourselves and our own insecurities
0: Mm -hmm.
1: as difficult as that is. Yeah. You know, it's a great exercise. And I think we encourage everybody to, to take some time to do that. Yeah. Cool. So we'd love to hear, you know, what you guys think, Um, you know, what are some traits that you would like to regain from your childhood?
0: Yeah. Share with us.
1: (laughs) Share with us. Uh, You can obviously find us on um, Apple podcasts uh give us a five-star rating and a review uh, if you feel so inclined and we're also on instagram and youtube with our videos uh you can find our handle at at magnetic mismatch and
0: we release uh, a new episode every thursday yes we do
1: (laughs) yep and if you enjoy the content
0: make sure you share our content
1: Yes, with everybody else.
0: And subscribe to our channel.
1: Yes, please do. All right, that's it for
0: us. Until next time. Bye.
1: Bye.